Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We're doing our best to stay cool. Bill, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine, Jason. I hope you are, and I hope our listeners uh, are getting ready to go into the air conditioning. I mean, the, uh, the, there is a, a, a real warning for folks because, you know, the heat index is, is well over 100 at this point, and it, it's actually up where it can be pretty scary. So I hope those folks who who uh, plan to do any yard work or gardening today have already done it. Uh, you know, truthfully, uh, the best time to do anything outside uh, right now is early morning. Um, clearly the best time. Um, you know, l- late evening is, is the next best time, <laughs> but early morning's far better, uh, you know, because it's still pretty hot late evening, you know, it, and... Um, you know, truthfully, you can get in trouble this time of year if you try to do too much without taking breaks and having plenty of water and and uh, getting cool if you can. So, you know, the the fact is is that um, uh, the, the it's pretty scary. But you know, when I think about um, weather issues, it it just goes to show that that we have to make choices you know life is constantly changing it's it's uh, that's uh, you know i guess ben franklin said uh, the only thing guaranteed is is uh, death and taxes and that might be true well it is true there's no question about the fact that it's true uh, but there's one other truism too and that is that um uh, that life is constantly changing around us and, and uh, part of it uh, is uh, we we make choices uh, you know in other words it's our choice and then other things happen to us uh, that's thrust upon us if you will uh, and as we get older uh, that um, uh, we feel it <laughs> <laughs> you know, fact is, our uh, uh, you know when when we're younger, uh, we feel like we can do anything. We can uh, we can make choices. We're going to live forever. Life is good. And as as we get a little older, we we figure out that, mm, that we might have had that wrong. That uh, life does change. Uh, you know, and as we as we get into our senior years. Uh, we realize that we can't do what we used to be able to do, and that that can be very frustrating. And of course, some of us have it worse than others. Uh, for those of us who are lucky, we're still in good health, and our mind is good, and we can make our own choices, even if our body doesn't completely cooperate. Uh, so, <laughs> but we do the. But we do the best we we can, um, and you know when it comes to uh, choices we make, uh, some of it, some of our choices are going to be based on what's appropriate. It's it's just like um, neither one of us got up this morning and put on heavy clothes. I mean, duh, it's going to be hot. It is hot. And so um, the the fact is we're we're going to dress appropriately. Um, you know, if, if it were 
uh, raining right now, you know, uh, and I'm talking about a real heavy downpour, you know, that's going to, we might have had plans to do something outside. It might be gardening or yard work or, you know, fix, you know, just having an outdoor barbecue or whatever, but things can be imposed upon us that make us change our plans where we can't do what we want to do, but we have to find an alternative. <laughs> so, you know, in, in, in essence, we're constantly making choices. Uh, and like I said, sometimes it's just, it, it's uh, thrust upon us. Uh, and of course, that's so true with health. I mean, we try to do what's healthy. Um, well, m not all the time, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we know what we're supposed to do, even if we don't do it. And and uh, the fact is, we uh, all of us at least attempt uh, to do some of the stuff that's good for us. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and some of us do a much better job than others. Um, but but again, you know, frankly, those are choices uh, that we make, and choices are really important to us because the fact is. We want to make our own choices. I mean, wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely. Everyone wants to keep their own independence. Well, and, and well, the fact is, is that that doesn't change just because we get older. In fact, as we get older, we're more comfortable making choices and decisions. Um, and, and most of the time, because we've made lots of mistakes in our younger years, we're a little smarter than we were when we were younger, and we tend to make better choices for ourselves. Uh, and there's there's never a time that we want to give that up. And and so uh, so it is with estate planning in terms of one of the warnings that I have, of course. Um, it is important for all of us to have a plan and have that plan documented. Uh, and that's what legal documents are all about, the documentation of what we want to happen based on our goals, based on our family situations, you know, who we can trust, uh, where we want our money to go and how we want it to go. Uh, and when we want it to go to our loved ones, uh, those those kinds of things. Um, so it's uh, all of uh, it's. So it is important to have uh, you know estate planning documents, but we also have to be aware that life constantly changes. So the fact is, is that our planning needs to be modified over time based upon changes that occur. I mean, we can't expect what we put in place 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago to be what we want today for ourselves or for our family. So it, it is important. You know, one of the issues that some uh, folks have, uh, and it's I, I see this all the time, where folks come to me and say, uh, oh, we, we would like 
for you to review our trust. We had this done 15 years ago somewhere, and we'd like you to review it. Okay, great. Let me look at it. And and then uh, it's like, okay, what property have you utilized with this trust agreement? And they look at me like, huh? Uh, uh, what what do you mean? Were we supposed to do something other than have this magic book called a trust? And, and the fact is, is that the documents by themselves don't work. And that's true for a will. It's true for a trust. But it's particularly true for a trust. And so what I'm getting at is that Folks have documents created, and they don't really understand how they work. And to some degree, it's the attorney's fault uh, who drafted the documents for not explaining better how they work. But it's also uh, the fault of the client for not embracing what needed to be done and to carry through with that. Now, and, and of course, some folks do a really good job with it and other folks don't, but it amazes me how many folks think that the documents are gonna work no matter what. And the fact is, is that the documents are the first step in making a plan work. And so we, uh, that's something that I wanna get into in a little more detail. Well, if only things were that simple, if only life never changed and we could get one set of documents when we were younger and never have to adapt them and our plans never changed, but that's not the case. Unfortunately, we do have to anticipate that things are going to change and we do have to plan in accordance for that. As Bill mentioned, if you would like to move forward with setting up some legal documents of your own or maybe you're in that category that we mentioned where it's been 15 or 20 years since you've had your legal documents updated and a lot has changed in your life. Or maybe you've never had your documents reviewed by an elder law attorney. Do yourself a favor. Schedule some time to speak with Bill. You can go to WGALaw.com to schedule some time to sit down with Bill and have your documents reviewed. You can also find information at WGALaw.com about Bill's free webinars. Bill has two webinars coming up on the day, Wednesday, August 9th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month, and he has two webinars each time that there's a session going on. The morning session deals with long-term care assistance. That deals with Medicaid, VA benefits, and other forms of financial assistance that may be available to you or a loved one who is dealing with a long-term care crisis. And the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning both of these are free to attend there's no cost to you there's no cost to register and you can participate from the comfort of your own home all you need is a is a device with internet access and an email address and you're good to go learn more at wgalaw.com click on the seminars button at the top of the page or call the office the phone number is 919-256-7000 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Schedule some time to speak with Bill. Learn more about Bill's free webinars by clicking on the Seminars button at WGALaw.com. It's a wonderful website. Check it out for more. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and... Bill, we were talking about this idea of, well, not an idea, it's a fact that life is constantly changing and the idea of needing to plan and have our documents in order, but it's it's not just about getting our legal side in order and setting up these documents. There's more to it. Well, no question. Um, And estate planning, good estate planning, is all about keeping you in control so that you're making the decisions for yourself and someone else is not making those decisions for you. Um, Now, you might say, well, what about when the time comes when I'm old and old and old and old and, and somebody needs to help me? Well, the fact is, is there are different ways that you can continue, I mean, Part of it is estate planning is where you choose who that person will be as opposed to somebody else choosing it for you. So that's uh, because when you are able to make that choice, you can choose the person who will make decisions consistent with your own decision making. Now, Sometimes that will be a spouse. Sometimes that will be a trusted child. Sometimes it might be a sibling. It might be a professional. It, it depends on your personal circumstances. Uh, lucky people have a number of people they can choose from. Unlucky people have no one they can choose on. Uh, but most people do have at least one person that they can trust absolutely, and that uh, it is important. So part of it is uh, having the document so that you're in control of yourself, you're in control of your money, you're in control of your health, you're in control with where you live uh, and how you live, and then in the event that, that something happens to you temporarily or long-term, You've got a plan in place where your decisions, your guidance is still important to what uh, actually occurs. Now, there are two different ways, uh, and most people need or should have at least one, if not both ways. And so the most common way Uh, that people choose in estate planning is to have a general durable power of attorney. That is one of the very key documents in estate planning. And and for a married couple, and a lot of folks don't get this because most people think estate planning is about having a will. And a will is an important document. It, It expresses your desire for your property at your death to pass to your spouse or your children or both, uh, or however you want your property to go. But the fact is, is that for most married couples, they've been married a long time and their plan works to where everything goes 
to their spouse. Uh, and, and that's a fairly typical situation, quite frankly. And so for a, a, a couple in that situation, their will is their least important document. It's still important, but it's their least important document because they've already arranged things by survivorship and beneficiary designations to go to the surviving spouse. Now, that doesn't get it to the children, nor does it get it to where they need it to go or how they want it to go to their family members. But at least in terms of the first death, it takes care of things. So what's the more important document? Well, it is when you're still alive, but you need assistance. And then it's, okay, who do I trust to make those decisions? Well, if you're married, hopefully that's your spouse. But your spouse still needs your authority to sign your name and make decisions uh, if if you're not capable of it. And in most cases, we, uh, when we have a good marriage, we appoint each other to take care of things so that we can do that. But then the question becomes, how much authority have we given our trusted agent? And most powers of attorney don't, particularly for seniors, don't give enough authority to do what most seniors really want, which is, I want my assets protected. I, I want to make sure we don't run out of money. I want to make sure that we can still make sound financial decisions uh, for myself, my spouse, and my family. And it is your general durable power of attorney that allows you to do it. Now, just as important is what about health care decisions? Well, you obviously want to make your own decisions as long as you possibly can. And if you can't, you want to give someone that you trust, someone who will make decisions consistent with your own, the authority to make decisions. And again, that's a health care power of attorney. Now, there's some other ancillary documents that are really important as well to make your healthcare power of attorney work. Uh, one, of course, is uh, an advanced directive for natural death. Um, the 99% of, of folks uh, should be very comfortable having made choices uh, for um, uh, what's called a living will or an advanced directive. Plus, by federal law, it's required to have what we call a HIPAA release. It's actually a medical release for HIPAA compliance, but it's a separate document, and it's required. So all of us should have actually three healthcare documents: your healthcare power of attorney, an advance directive, and a medical release for HIPAA compliance. And then the sixth document that we do regularly. Uh, it is a document that's becoming more and more important, and that's called a digital release, which authorizes your agent to use your usernames and passwords lawfully and properly for your benefit. Uh, so, uh, and of course, that digital release language, just like the HIPAA release language, should already be in your. Um, it should be in your general durable power of attorney and your health care power of attorney and have a separate document on top of that. So what I'm getting at is for a lot of families, uh, the last will and testament 
is actually the least important of those six documents. Still important. I'm not d- discounting the importance of your will. I'm just simply saying that for life decisions, which to me are more important <laughs> than death decisions, then the bottom line is your will is the least important one. But uh, that makes a difference. And then, of course, so the general durable power of attorney and healthcare power of attorneys are one way to be able to have decisions made that are consistent with what you want. Um, now, a trust that's drafted well actually gives you even more ability to control, which is one of the reasons I like trust so much. It gives me the ability to control the, the future situation for myself and my family through that trust agreement. And it's different from having a power of attorney. Power of attorney gives someone as much or as little authority as you want them to have. But it gives them no guidance on what you expect your agent to do in terms of how to invest your money or how to spend your money. Uh, Yes, there is a fiduciary obligation on on them, but the fact is you, you don't have anything in writing that basically says do this and don't do that. Now, that's where the difference, one of the differences, one of the big differences with a trust, because a trust actually allows you to tell your trustee exactly what you expect them to do with guidance and do this, don't do that. These are my expectations, and you, as my trustee, has a, you have a fiduciary obligation to follow my instructions as I've set out in my trust. So then, the, if you get right down to it, the question becomes is, have you fully utilized your trust to actually give you that control by setting out what you really want by having your trust, who, you know, obviously who you appoint as your successor trustee is a really important part of it. Uh, One of the things that I like to say, uh, Jason, is that if you have a fantastic trust agreement and a lousy trustee, you don't have a good situation. On the other hand, if you have a really good trustee and a lousy trust agreement, you have a better situation, but it's still not what it should be. So the best situation is clearly when you have a really good trust agreement and a really good trustee to carry out those instructions. That's what it's all about. Hopefully we are able to get our plans in order to have both of those categories in the excellent condition, have a great trustee, have a great trust agreement, but a lot of that comes down to planning and having advice that is very helpful for you. It might make a lot of sense for you to sit down with an elder law attorney if you want to spend some time with Bill and learn more about trust. There's a couple options for you. 
First off, you could attend Bill's free webinar happening on Wednesday, August 9th. In the afternoon, Bill has a free webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. It's no cost to attend. It's free to you. Just a wonderful educational webinar that allows you to learn more about asset protection and trust. You can register online for free by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. If you want to schedule some time to sit down with Bill, have some documents reviewed or drawn up, you can also do that at WGALaw.com. You can also call the office, 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill at WGALaw.com. That's where you can go to learn more about Bill's free webinars by clicking on the Seminars button at WGALaw.com. Bill's next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, August 9th. You can learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, as well as asset protection and trust planning by going to WGALaw.com and clicking on that Seminars button at the top of the page. These webinars are free to attend, no cost to you. An educational opportunity for you to learn more from Bill. WGALaw.com. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're talking a lot about life changing and our desires for independence and how that relates to our planning when it comes to our legal documents or when it comes to creating a trust. Well, I do want to get into more about how or some of the advantages of trust-based planning. But before I do that, I, I want to emphasize how important it is for folks to choose the right agent the in, in other words uh, and, and in a trust that would be called a successor trustee because we're going to name ourselves as the initial trustee so the question is if if we can't serve to make our own choices then who will we choose to step up and help us to do that uh, so the bottom line is uh, in a power of attorney, uh, we are appointing an agent. It's also, uh, most people call it our power of attorney. That's an attorney in fact, or agent. So we're appointing an agent to take care of things for us. In a trust, it's called a trustee because only a trustee can deal with trust assets. That, and we have to name that person as well. And so uh, what I want to emphasize is how important that decision is on who that agent or successor trustee will be. Um, now, it, the what what I've always said is it, it is a trust relationship, whether it's power of attorney or trust. It's a fiduciary relationship, which is a high calling in the law, 
But the fact is, is that uh, it's based on what our needs are and the person that would carry out our wishes. You know, in other words, a person uh, who's uh, with with a general durable power of attorney, it's a person who's good with managing money. Uh, who can make good, proper decisions in terms of how to invest and how to spend, and to spend it the way you want it spent <laughs> in terms of uh, uh, of that. And I'll, I'll get into that as well. But it's also important for folks to understand the fact that uh, that a lot of seniors are financially abused. Uh, and I'm not talking about scams here. I'm talking about family members, uh, often, who are given authority under a power of attorney, and they use that authority to take advantage of the fact that they have control over mom or dad's money, and they steal it. Uh, They're greedy. In other words, it's like, I need this more than dad does, or I need... You know, I got this problem, and I'll I'll pay it back. Yeah, right. And and so it's it's the kind of thing where eighty percent of the elder abuse that takes place in this country does, and most of it doesn't get prosecuted. Uh, but it, it but it's uh, just call it what it is. It's theft, where but where people have some authority under. Uh, because you've chosen the wrong person uh, to to put your trust in, uh, and and so what I'm getting at is just because a person is your spouse or your child does not necessarily mean that that's the right choice for you. Um, it it needs to be somebody uh, typically who does not have financial problems. They have their own independent uh, wealth, if you will. In other words, they're doing well financially. They don't have creditors hounding them. They're, you know, the uh, law enforcement's not after them. (laughs) You you know, uh, those are sort of basic things. Um, but, But the fact is, is that it's also someone that you can absolutely trust to um, take care of your money, invest it properly, and spend it properly. And unfortunately, there are an awful lot of folks out there who don't fit that bill, if you will. Um, So it's important that we understand that there is a huge issue with uh, financial and physical abuse of seniors, and that oftentimes it comes at the hands of greedy family members, um, and and so uh, there, you know, we have to take cautions. Good estate planning, again, you know, there's a difference between just estate planning and good estate planning. Uh, good estate planning is you you will have a careful choice made as to who that agent or successor trustee would be. Now, again, the advantage of a trust is the fact that uh, you're not only putting your trust uh, in the hands of an agent, but you're also giving them written 
instructions and guidance on exactly what their role is in terms of uh, managing uh, your property and your money on your behalf. So good estate planning is is oftentimes like business planning. You know, you you um, plan for the day to day. But you also plan for the long term. Uh, you plan for the transition. You plan for the exit strategy, if you will. Uh, all of that is part of estate planning as well. Because, if you will, running our family is a business too. We have bills to pay. We have money to make. Uh, we, you know, the whole bit. So. It's a matter of uh, putting something in place that will work now and in the future. And while I, 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 the best plans, in my opinion, are the ones that uh, offer flexibility inside the documents. And so there's, um, there's flexibility and there's guidance in there. And, of course, that requires a trust. And that's one of the reasons for, for families that have sufficient resources um, where it matters that a trust is almost always the best way to go. There's lots of options that are available to you. And as Bill explained, you can learn more about that. You can also... Make sure that you're putting a lot of thought into who you're choosing as your successor trustee because, as Bill said, making a, a mistake in that regard can open you up to uh, a series of, whether it's bad decisions or uh, elder abuse on the financial side, it, it can be some very troubling stuff. And that's not always an easy decision. Sometimes you have to make a hard call, whether it's looking outside the family to a friend, and sometimes that can get a little bit uncomfortable, but it requires a lot of thought and making sure that you're making the best selection in that regard. If you want to schedule some time to sit down with Bill and discuss this with him, you can go to WGALaw.com. If you want to attend Bill's free webinars and learn more about long-term care assistance or asset protection and trust planning you can also go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page if you would like to call the office the phone number is 919-256-7000 919-256-7000 we're taking a quick break but we'll be back after this you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com if you want to register for Bill's free webinars. Learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits. This is all about dealing with the tremendous costs when it comes to long-term care and financial assistance that may be available to you. Or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, you can attend a webinar dedicated to those subjects as well. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page to register and to learn more. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we've had a 
really interesting discussion so far today, talking a lot about uh, planning and making sure that we've made some good decisions and some thought into our plans. And you've said throughout the program how big of a fan you are of trust. Well, estate planning, uh, as I've said earlier, is all about keeping you in control so that you're making the decisions for yourself. Uh, And if you have that have to pass that decision making along that you've set up guidance for that uh, decision maker and of course the best way to accomplish that is with a trust because with a trust you not only can set up a succession plan an exit strategy if you will uh, but you can also uh, set it up to where your guidance controls what's going on with your property. Uh, and to me, that is uh, essential. It can control where you live, how you live, what your money is being used to pay for, keeping you out of, uh, particularly if you can afford it, uh, to ensure that your family doesn't put you in a nursing home. Uh, no one wants to go to a nursing home for good reason. Uh, now, some folks don't have a choice. You know, it's it's actually, even though it's outrageously expensive, it's oftentimes it's the least expensive way to go. And most people uh, who go to a nursing home, we can actually get them on Medicaid. That's one of what our, one of our seminars is about. But the fact is, is is that uh, it, for those who can afford not to go to a nursing home, a trust can actually uh, impose barriers on the family placing you in a nursing home. And to, to me, that's huge. Now, you might say, well, how does a trust do that? And, I, and not every trust is going to do it. It has to do with whether or not your trust has disability planning in it. In other words, it's a plan that if I become disabled, this is what uh, my expectations are. If if I'm so disabled I can't make my own decisions, then this person is going to be my successor trustee, and these are the instructions that I have on what my money is to be used for. And you know, at the top of it is just don't put me in a nursing home. Uh, and it, you know, it's it's. Uh, but there's a lot of additional guidance as well in terms of what your expectations can be, and what you want provided uh, to, to you and for you, uh, and what you don't want. You know, those. In, in other words, it can be where where you live, how you live, what how you're surrounded with, the activities that are provided to you. Uh, in your home or otherwise, or, or uh, to be taking uh, uh, to activities that you want to continue to be a part of your life in your senior years uh, when uh, you need assistance to, to get where you want to go. Um, so um, those kinds of things you can put in a trust where um, y- your uh Uh, desires are actually accomplished by your successor trustee because your trustee has a fiduciary obligation to follow your instructions as least as long as your money holds out anyway and uh, for a lot of folks that that's not an issue 
in terms of being cared for uh, in a premium way, if you will. Um, and, and so, okay, the, the kids get a, uh, a little less money uh, when, when you depart this earth, but so what? You know, it's about the best life that you can have uh, during uh, your entire lifetime. Um, now, there's lots of other things that you can control in terms of how your estate, your legacy moves forward um, when you're gone. And one is, how do you provide for your spouse? Um, and do you put any restrictions on the, the property that you're leaving uh, for your spouse? And, and at, this sounds funny, but, but the fact is this is a, a fairly big concern for the ladies uh, if they should die first, worried about their husband uh, remarrying the pole dancer, you know, the gold digger, if you will, um, uh, you know, where the children might be left out in favor of the pole dancer. Uh, well, you can, in a trust, you can actually create an irrevocable trust for your spouse. You can actually put remarriage restrictions in it. Uh, which, uh, you know, in most situations, both spouses are happy to have those kinds of restrictions because they, they both want the same thing for their children uh, and the like. And that can be an effective methodology. It also works well with tax planning and generation skipping planning and things like that as well. But the fact is, is that you can do that in a trust. Uh, and the same goes for the concern about the potential for a divorce for your children. Well, none of us want our estate to be divided with the next spouse after it goes to our children. So an asset protection trust for our children can be a very effective way of keeping our property separate, controlled by the children, uh, but at the same time, never marital property so that it would be involved if, if there was a divorce that came along. So there are very effective ways in using a trust for asset protection planning during your lifetime as well as the lifetime of your spouse and your children. Um, and, and, of course, you can do dynasty planning, generation skipping. There's lots of things you can do with a trust that you can't do if you just have an I love you, here's all the property, and you deal with it because I'm gone. I'm out of here. <laughs> so it really just depends on people's circumstances as to what makes sense to them in terms of how to arrange their estate uh, for their family. You can understand why Bill's such a big fan of trusts because there's so much flexibility that can be built into them. If you want to sit down with Bill and learn more, have a discussion on your documents or maybe have a trust that you've had reviewed, go to WGALaw.com, schedule some time to speak with Bill, or you can click on the seminars button at the top of the page if you want to attend Bill's Asset Protection and Trust Planning webinar happening on Wednesday, August 9th. That's a great way to learn more from Bill. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this.
This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to schedule some time to speak with Bill or if you want to attend Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, August 9th. Learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, and other forms of financial assistance for you or a loved one dealing with a long-term care crisis. Or if you want to learn more about a lot of what we discussed today, asset protection and trust planning, you can also attend that webinar on Wednesday, August 9th. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page. The webinars are free to attend, so be sure to sign up soon. WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. That'll do it for us today. We hope you'll join us again next weekend. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong, and this has been Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.